Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. Oh, yes. What a lovely, lovely Wednesday morning. How's everybody doing? I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. You can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and I appreciate everybody who has been doing that over the last seven years and uh it's been taking some time it's uh slowly slowly momentumly and you know if that's the right word but uh little by little i'm getting more and more followers on twitter i appreciate that at distracted dbtv at distracted dbtv and of course facebook is distracted db uh, look, hey, I know there's a lot of different things going on out there in the world right now, but quite ironically, there's still a lot of crashes. There's still a lot of mystery on why rude drivers are becoming more and more the norm. And uh, probably in the next show or so, I'm probably going to have to dive into that just a little bit because... It is something that is happening, not just here in California, but it's starting to happen everywhere. But then again, it could be part of the pandemic situation where everybody is just rude about everything. I mean, you look in the airline industry. They have rude passengers attacking flight attendants. You got rude passengers who try to open up the doors and jump out whatever the case might be it's just getting to the point where rudeness seems to be the norm and why is that that is a question that quite honestly one has to dive into because 10 years ago you wouldn't hear of this 10 years ago you wouldn't even see it because people were polite. But what happened to the family values? What happened to the infrastructure of good homes? Is it social media that's on our way? Is it social media that's in our minds? We always have our cell phones in our face 
texting, tweeting, Facebook, the whole nine yards. It's there. It's in your face each and every day. And maybe that is something that, you know, people feel like, hey, you know, I'm going to just do my own thing. I'm going to do my own bit. I'm in my own world, my own bubble. And if you get in my way, I'm going to force you out of the way. Are we getting to that way? Are our fundamentals of life and society the way that I remember as a child be taken away? Hit and runs, drivers are a dime a dozen now. It's like people talk about it. They grieve, they shock. They're in shock for probably an hour or so, maybe a day. And then they move on. They move on to the next thing. What's the big top story today? And that's what's happening. And it is really a shame that it happens this way. But it's happening more and more each and every day. And, you know, you gotta, you got to kind of wonder, hmm, why? Why are we getting this way? I mean, I look. When I go down the 15 freeway here while I'm going into work, three lanes. Obviously, you got your slow, middle, and fast lane that everybody goes in. Even in the slow lanes, if you're doing 70, 75 miles an hour, which here in California you can, 70 miles an hour, yet people come up right behind you like, move, get out of the way. I got to go faster. I got to reach that climaxal potential. I got to be able to knock out 80 or 90 miles an hour, and that's the new norm. That's where I'm at right now. If I can do 70 or, or if I can do 80 or 90 and I can bypass you, if I can get just in front of you because you're driving too slow, oh, yes, I feel good about it. Oh, get out of my way. That kind of crap scares me because I'm on the road, and I... Maybe, you know, I do 70, 75 on the freeway. I might go five miles an hour over the limit. I may stay on the limit. But rude drivers cutting people off, rude drivers just flashing their high beams on you. Get out of my way. I got to get through. I got to get to my next destination in five minutes or less. Really? And it's normally a 20-minute drive. Nah, I guess still got to get out there. It just drives me crazy. And quite honestly, uh, <laughs> it just scares the hell out of me. And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. All right, the top story from the previous show. Yes, um, there is justice in the world, as you can see. There is justice in the world. And this story comes from WFLA out there in Florida. If you remember, last week's show, there was a driver who was involved in a hit and run uh, some years ago. I think somewhere between 14 years, maybe 10, 14 years, somewhere in that window. Uh, I, apparently, I threw out my paperwork that I had involving that story. But uh, I remember that I indicated that this is like not only the only story that I've done this like this where 
some criminal did something wrong and it took years to get justice, but yet here we have it. And this story comes from, again, WFLA in Florida, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound and being part of my top stories from the previous week. For 14 years, accused in the crash that killed a local couple is on his way back to the Bay Area this morning. The victim's loved ones tell Aid on Your Side they weren't sure the suspect would ever come off Florida Highway Patrol's most wanted list. Beth Russo is live with a look at the steps they are taking to make sure he is brought to justice. Hey, Beth. Hey, Chris and Melissa, and I can't even imagine what this family has been through since 2007. That's when Florida Highway Patrol says Brian Andrews was behind the wheel of a car driving with a suspended license and driving under the influence. Now, they say he's been in Mexico City since then, but through the work of their troopers and their investigators, he's on his way back to the Bay Area to face felony charges for the deaths of Patricia and Danny McCowan. He got to live a new life for 14 years. Why, while our current life went on with, you know, the grief and the loss of something that really just didn't need to happen. And that's the McCowan's daughter. She tells Aid on Your Side that they've been waiting for Brian Andrews to be held accountable for this crash since that happened on Highway 27 in Polk County on June 30th, 2007. Troopers say Andrews, who was 29 at the time, was driving with a suspended license, like I mentioned, and a blood alcohol level of nearly four times the legal limit when his Cadillac crossed over the median and crashed into the McCowan Chevy. They tell us that he ran before DUI manslaughter charges could be filed. And fast forward to 2021, an anonymous tip is what led investigators to Mexico City, where he was taken into custody. So the work is not done for investigators here with Florida Highway Patrol. We're in touch with them this morning just to see when he's actually going to be back here in the Bay Area and when his first appearance is going to happen. We talk about the family members, and they say they're going to make sure that he's held accountable. They actually live in Texas now, but they're going to be coming back here to Polk County for all of the court proceedings in this case. We'll keep you updated here on air and on the WFLA app. For now, we're live this morning. Beth Russo, 8 on your side. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show. And uh, thanks to WFLA. I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Well, congratulations. Uh, the guy turned himself in. Well, I think somebody turned him in. Uh, but he's been arrested. He's off the streets. That's one psychopath that will not be hurting somebody else on the highways, on the freeways, and justice will be served for that family. And hopefully they don't try to use some psychological babble that's saying he was not responsible in some way, shape, or form. I hate that. And speaking of hating things, here in California, man, oh my gosh, the L.A. District Attorney, I think, Cascone, I believe his name is. I got to dive into this guy. He's letting criminals out left and right. And here's a potential recall on this guy. Not only are governors getting recalled, it uh, looks like September 14th is the start date of that. I received a text message, believe it or not. Uh, well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to that story in just a minute. All right, again. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Hey, when I come back, I'll tell you a real quick text message I got from somebody from the governor's office. The governor of California's office sent me a text asking for some help. 
You're listening to DestructiveDriversBusted.com. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDB. TV at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook at DistractedDB. And to get this show and all my other shows, you can go to um, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. Just type in a keyword in just type in the keyword DistractedDB, and that will have all my shows. So, real quickly before I move on to the next story, uh, yesterday I received a text message from. Somebody in the uh, camp of uh, the California governor asking, being the fact that there was a date set for his um, recall date, where I guess we have other candidates that want to take his spot and they want him out because people here in California thinks that the governor Newsom is not doing exactly what he should be doing. Well, here's the story. I sent a message back to the uh, person who sent me the text message asking will I be able to support the governor and say no on the recall when the ballots and everything go out. Well, lo and behold, I reply, well, I have to think about it, but what I would like to do is have the governor talk about the hit and runs, DUIs, and some of these criminals that are getting out when they don't need to be getting out and, so, and how can we stop this kind of vehicle, vehicular uh, violence that's going on here in California? That way, because everybody always says, what happens in California is the trend that well, everybody else will take. Well, let's stop it here in California, and maybe everybody else will follow suit and, and, and impose some kind of laws 
that will lessen the violence that are behind the wheel right now. So I get a response back. Yeah, I understand. Thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How? <laughs> That's the response you get. Not like, okay, let me look into this. I mean, maybe my vote isn't strong enough for you or it's not going to be the, you know, casting, deciding vote whether or not um, the governor gets recalled or not. But quite honestly, do you want to take a chance that like people that listen to me here in California go, damn, the governor doesn't even want to come on to your podcast to talk about things. And remember, I have a lot of victims that listen to my podcast show and they support me. And so, you know, word spreads like wildfire out here. And eventually, sooner or later, they're going to go, oh my gosh, he's not doing anything. Anyways, I just figured I'd toss that little tidbit in. Really quickly, i got to get into my other stories here. Okay, unfortunately, from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound, but the other day over in Harbor City, there was a young four-year-old girl who was killed in a crash, and the family is grieving the death of the four-year-old girl who was killed. And again, this story comes from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Rick and Cora, just incredibly heartbreaking. We're talking about the loss of a child just four years old. Her brother's undergoing surgery. Her father is also in the hospital. It's deeply affected friends and family, but also people here in the community who've gathered around this family to support them, but also they want answers and they want that person to come forward. She was born preemie two months early, 39 days in the ICU. And this is how she's, this is how she gets. The grief is immeasurable as the family tries to come to grips with losing their four-year-old girl and a driver who never even stopped. You kill an innocent girl, you know, you don't do that. And my brother's in the hospital, her, their dad's in the hospital, you know, you don't do that to people. 11-year-old Jalen Medina is trying to stay strong for her family. My grandma had got the call and said that they were in the hospital. Right there and then, my heart had dropped, and I didn't know what to do. Finding out her family was just in a horrible crash. My baby brother got a chance. My sister, you know, did it. Jada Sanchez was just four years old. The family was leaving the park when a truck made an illegal U-turn, forcing the father to swerve, his truck rolling into a post. Jada was killed. Her father and brother rushed to the hospital. Jalen can't believe the driver didn't even stop to help. Hope that they, whoever it is, turns itself in and, you know, like, apologizes for what they did. And whoever did this, just come, come clean, turn yourself in. You took a poor innocent baby. In action that forever changed this family and took a little girl's life. She's in a better place now, I think. She's in a safer place in this world that we live in right now. The father and the little boy have serious injuries but are expected to recover. Also, that little boy will turn five years old tomorrow. Live here in Harbor City, Jennifer McGraw, KTLA 5 News. And again, thanks to KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. Now, I'm going to tell you that this crash actually happened um, around July 11th and 12th, somewhere in that area. So it's a couple days old, and uh, I'm, I'm still tracking down 
information if anybody was turned in, uh, did anybody come clean, but I would have to say probably not. And then we turn our attentions down to, from L.A., down to San Diego. And in San Diego, um, yeah, a suspect was arrested after a San Diego police officer was struck and injured by, guess what? You got it. Another hit-and-run driver. OMG, are we not going crazy here with these hit-and-runs? Again, this story comes from Fox 5 down in San Diego, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. We have a major development following the attempted murder of a motorcycle officer in Mira Mesa on Thursday. The officer had pulled over a driver for a traffic violation. That driver then put the car in reverse and intentionally backed up into the motorcycle officer before taking off. Tonight, we are learning that a SWAT standoff outside a Mira Mesa home last night was related to this incident. Fox 5's Clara Benitez is live in Mira Mesa with the very latest on the investigation. Clara. Yeah, Misha, that traffic stop happened right here in the intersection of Black Mountain Road and Westview Parkway. Police arrested that suspected driver identified as Moises Carrea and the female passenger just a mile south of here hiding in an attic. A SWAT standoff lasting several hours in a quiet Mira Mesa neighborhood. Police identifying the suspected driver of striking a San Diego police officer in a black Chrysler sedan as Moises Correa. Yeah, the vehicle stopped right in the roadway, slammed on his brakes, put it in reverse, revved up, and intentionally ran back into and struck our the San Diego police officer taken to a local hospital with minor injuries. Fortunately, the officer was well enough that he was actually the one who reported him. He was, he was still talking and, and he was able to get up and put out the, the information about what had just happened and last direction to travel and things like that. So he was obviously well enough. San Diego police locating Correa and his female passenger in a home on Dewsbury Avenue, a mile south of where the incident happened. As officers moved in, the owners of the home came out, but Correa and the female still inside. A SWAT robot inspecting the home before moving in. Finally, after a second search of the residence, the two were located in the attic. SWAT releasing pepper bullets into the home. Both Correa and the female surrendering and taken into custody for the attempted murder of a police officer. When you make a serious attempt on, on someone's life, it, it goes beyond the uh, assault with a deadly weapon charge. Now, that sedan had Arizona license plates, but the car was not stolen. Police were able to contact the actual owner of the vehicle, and he was cooperating with police. All right, again, that story came from Fox 5 down in San Diego, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But now this is, a, you know, murder. I mean, attempted murder. Um, and really, you think you're going to get away? Yeah. Well, you're going to pay the heavy toll on that one there, my man. You are going to pay a heavy price, and hopefully they throw the book at you and lock you up for a long period of time. Now let's turn our attentions down here to Atlanta, uh, where a mother or a whole family is really kind of devastated. A mother of six was killed along with her little daughter. Uh, her children were in the car, I believe, and... Just the mother and the daughter ended up dying within this crash down there in Atlanta. 
And again, this comes from uh, 11 Live, 11 Live down there in Atlanta. And I hope I have the TV station properly named, but I couldn't find much more than that was the name. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. This is such a tragic story. You kind of really just wonder why things like this happening. A young mother who was trying to make a better life for herself as she was, I believe, in this story, she was moving from Atlanta to maybe Florida, if I'm guessing right. Uh, but we're going to tune in and right now and find out. Interview you won't see anywhere else except right here on 11 Alive. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Jennifer Bellamy. A family forever changed after that deadly car crash on I-75 in Clayton County. Just hours ago, our Paula Suro spoke exclusively with the victim's family. She joins us now live tonight. Paula? Well, Jennifer, out here, traffic is moving again. But for a family I spoke to just hours ago, their world is completely stopped. They tell me the mother in that accident had six children, one who also died today and others who also happened to be in that vehicle. Cherish the moments we had even when we're apart. This song now takes on new meaning for Shantanique Rue after losing her cousin, 28-year-old Queenie Rue, in this Clayton County crash Wednesday. Queenie's three-year-old daughter also died as a result. Yeah, the next time I see that baby, it is just... <laughs> it's just not going to be the same because we talk all the time. She was a mother of six, including her three-year-old girl named Queen after her mom. Her family says the 28-year-old left her job at McDonald's in Florida and came to Atlanta on Tuesday to start a new life, one cut short too soon. And I was telling her, like, I'll be there at the end of July and I'm going to come see her because I have to drive that way. And now, the next time I see her... <laughs> It won't be, it won't be her. Queenie had six kids total, four boys and two girls. Her family tells 11 Alive five of those kids were in the vehicle during the accident. She has these kids and, and they're basically all she really has. Shantanique says that since the family lives miles away in Florida, many found out through social media. The family is now trying to find a way to take Queenie's body and the three-year-olds back to Florida, along with the four other kids who are still in Georgia. I just, I can't grasp it. Like, it's, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Like, you just don't think that this kind of stuff is going to happen. Now, a family member is currently on their way to Atlanta. She called me about an hour ago. She told me that the other kids who were in that vehicle are currently in a nearby hospital. Heartbreaking story, Paula. Thank you. All right, and again, that story comes from 11 Alive out there in Atlanta. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that I had the destinations backwards where I thought she lived in Atlanta and moving to Florida, but she was actually in Florida moving to Atlanta. And again, I apologize for that. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that these kinds of things happen. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, I have no idea how or why or what we can do to make our roads a little bit safer. Um, I often wonder, like, can we not have undercover cops patrol more? Can we have harsher laws for distracted drivers, um, hit-and-run drivers, DUI drivers? 
can we do something? But it seems like the more and more that people push to have things right, other people are pushing to have lesser laws in a way. If you really think about it, um, and evidence is here in California. Uh, this is not a political show, so I'm not going to get into that, but I do believe the California Cascon, uh, the L.A. City District Attorney, he's in a little bit of a hot seat trying to let people go. Harsh criminals to whatever, to say they're, they, they need to be rehabilitated. Uh, I don't know if you can rehabilitate somebody who is... Uh, a multi-offender of the same situation, but that's just me. Um, I I seen too many things happen here in California and other states that just kind of what, what the heck is going on? Anyways, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, this show here will just resonate with people and things will happen for the better. Let's lessen the fact that people are rude on the road. Let's lessen them. Let's do this. Let's stop the rudeness. Get back to good family values. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Don't let anyone take the sands of time within your own hourglass. It's not worth it. Until the next podcast show, please be safe. 